Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. People may not always see eye to eye with him, but they will always listen to his opinion. This is The Roy Green Show. Glad you're with us on this Sunday on the Roy Green Show. It's the Chorus Radio Network. And uh, ahead is Vivian Krauss, who, of course, is the expert on where the money's coming from to stall the Canadian economy as far as getting the oil out of the ground and getting the gas out of the ground and getting the move to markets internationally is concerned. There's a real effort underway. And it's funding from the United States to Canadian groups to put on the pressure and keep our natural resources in the ground while we bring in natural resources, gas, and oil from uh, other jurisdictions when we have more than anybody else in the world. That's brilliant thinking, isn't it? No wonder we're in debt. So Vivian Krauss will join us in the next hour. And uh, Dan McTague from GasBuddy.com will talk about... uh, how do we get to this, these gasoline prices that are just nuts? Filled up my vehicle the uh, day before yesterday, cost me over 100 bucks. I was on fumes at the time, but it cost me over 100 bucks to fill it up. And you know how much went to taxes. So we'll talk to Dan about that, and we'll hear some opinions from you. Now, I want to do this. If a federal election were held today in Canada, Justin Trudeau and the Liberals would lose to the Conservatives, Andrew Scheer would become Prime Minister, and this according to the national polling by Ipsos for Global News. Now, the most I'm going to play you some clips from Justin Trudeau, the memorable ones over the last couple of years, and I'm going to read you my blog piece, which will be appearing at RoyGreenShow.com in the in the blog in my posting there and you can you can add your thoughts i'm going to do that in just a minute and read it to you and we'll take some calls from you and i have a question ready for you so stay with us now just have a listen this is the most recent of mr trudeau's faux pas listen well obviously uh the level of integration of the Canadian and American uh, steel and aluminum industries uh, are well understood. Uh, Ingots produced, uh, uh, aluminum ingots produced in Canada are used uh, by American manufacturers to, uh, uh, in a broad range of things, uh, we uh, import uh, more steel uh, than the Americans uh, 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 import, uh, (coughs) sorry, we uh, have a significant trade surplus. The Americans have a significant trade surplus with us on steel, uh, which which means uh, we buy steel from them, they buy steel from us. Painful. Absolutely painful. And I watched it several times this morning. And if it was anybody else other than the Prime Minister, I would be going on the radio and saying, I think he's drunk. If it was anybody else, because you have to be careful what you say about the Prime Minister, but if it was somebody other than Justin Trudeau, I'd be saying, I think that person's had a few wobblies. So you know what I'm saying. 
Now, according, I mean, the facial expressions that go along with the stammering and the being lost in the middle of a simple sentence is concerning. So here's my uh, my blog post that is going to be appearing hopefully later today at RoyGreenShow.com. If a federal election were held today in Canada, Justin Trudeau and the Liberals would lose to the Conservatives. Andrew Scheer would become Prime Minister, and this according to national polling by Ipsos for Global News. Liberals would generate 33% of the vote, Conservatives 38. Trudeau's party has dropped five points since December, while Scheer's Conservatives have climbed seven points. New Democrats would be third at 21% and the Green Party 5%. According to Daryl Bricker, CEO of Ipsos Global Public Affairs, Trudeau's misfortunes are self-inflicted as well. Quote, it's the first time we've shown since before the election any time the liberals have been behind, end quote. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's error and questionable decision-making time in office includes the recent India trip, which included 14 liberal MPs, as a key disappointment to Canadians. The visit was to generate trade and strengthen cultural ties between the two countries. Instead, Canadians were left to observe their prime minister dressing up in Indian outfits New Delhi journalist Shivan Vij chuckled at during our interview. Not everything in India was oddly entertaining, like Trudeau's attempt at Indian dancing. There was the sinister presence of convicted attempted murderer Jaspal Adwal, and the question about Adwal being included on the guest list for an official Canada-sponsored event. Our Prime Minister, who even then, days into his trip, had not been directly met or even acknowledged by Indian PM Modi, bizarrely trotted out uh, to be nameless public servant to espouse the theory that somehow Indian government factions were responsible for Atwal's presence, a clear insult to India. When I asked Vij if uh, Trudeau's name in his country had negatively impact, impacted the Indo-Canadian relationship, his answer was immediate, absolutely. It's not only Justin Trudeau's India fumble which has caused even ardent supporters to look again and more closely at their prime minister. The list of missteps is lengthy. Praise and admiration filled eulogy for one of the world's most cruel despots, Fidel Castro. An angry declaration that dual citizens convicted of terror would no longer be facing possible stripping of their Canadian citizenship, see Bill C-6. There was the rushed payout of $10.5 million to settle the $20 million lawsuit by self-admitted terrorist Omar Khadr. Trudeau's chatter about how settling the suit had likely saved Canada millions of dollars was irrational. Justin Trudeau had no idea how Khadr's suit may have concluded in court. During one of his fairly frequent town halls, the Prime Minister was quizzed about why he and his government were opposing Canadian military veterans' class action lawsuit demanding pension fairness for wounded and injured CAF members and acknowledgement that the federal government has a social covenant with the men and women of the Canadian military. Trudeau's response, that veterans were asking for more than their government can afford, was met with national frustration and compared to the saddling of Canadian taxpayers with funding the PM's family vacation to the Aga Khan's private Bahamian island, cost to you and me just over $215,000. Never mind the federal ethics commissioner discounted Trudeau's claims about the trip and declared him guilty of multiple ethics violations. Justin Trudeau continued his romance with terrorist elements by defending the 
allowing of returning to Canada of ISIS death cult members. They were capable of, quote, extraordinary, end quote, contributions to this nation, he declared, while remaining silent while the people of Iran rose against an oppressive government. Trudeau has declared himself a feminist, yet while attending an Ottawa mosque required women members of the Liberal caucus to enter through a side door and remain segregated from the men on a raised balcony, where the PM happily declared all was well, including with, quote, the sisters below, end quote. Justin Trudeau has repeatedly declared Canada and Canadians can do better when racist incidents have been claimed, such as when an 11-year-old Toronto Muslim girl complained her hijab had twice been sliced by an Asian man while she was walking to school. Canada's Prime Minister immediately chastised Canadians for such behavior, only to discover the child had lied. The Prime Minister and his Justice Minister challenged a Canadian jury for a not-guilty verdict for a Saskatchewan farmer in the shooting death of a 22-year-old Indigenous man after the man and drunken friends had driven their vehicle onto Farmer Gerald Stanley's property and the situation had deteriorated. Did Trudeau or Jody Wilson-Raybould, the Justice Minister, follow the Stanley trial sufficiently closely to deliver their instant Canada can do better second-guessing? There was the PMO photo op with Justin Boyle and family as Boyle was about to be charged criminally. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister until very recently had no time for Benice Thomas, sister of Robert Hall, Canadian traveler kidnapped, murdered, and beheaded by ISIS-affiliated terrorists in the Philippines. The questionable incidents involving Justin Trudeau are more than cited here. People kind? Anyone? The Conservatives in 2015 argued Trudeau was not quite ready to be the Prime Minister of Canada. It may be 2019 before the Canadian electorate, in sufficient numbers, endorses that view. So that's what I wrote, and that's what will be appearing on my blog at RoyGreenshow.com, or you can post your thoughts and your comments. But it's significant that the Ipsos poll shows that for the first time, Trudeau's popularity, or lack of same, has drifted to the point that if a federal election were held today, he would lose, and Andrew Scheer would become the prime minister-designate. Now, when we come back, I'm going to play back for you some of the statements made by our prime minister over the last couple of years. It's fair game. He's the leader of the country. We expect leadership, not what we've been getting. That's my point of view. So I'll play those for you. Then we'll open the phone lines at 800-263-2428, and we'll find out where you stand on this. Please don't go away. His bark is worse than his bite. This is The Roy Green Show. If you follow me on Twitter, then you uh, saw a tweet, or you can still find it. I retweeted what Todd Doherty tweeted. He's a conservative member of parliament. And here's what Mr. Doherty tweeted uh, last night. It's been almost two years since Justin Trudeau pledged to visit Atahuapiscat, writing to Chief Bruce Shashish and telling him he'd visit in the near future. Near future, two years, and he hasn't made the four-hour trip yet. Hashtag shameful, hashtag 
Atawapiskat, hashtag suicide, hashtag mental health, hashtag First Nations. So I've been in touch with uh, Chief Shishish, and he'll be joining us in about eight minutes' time on this program to speak about what's going on in Atawapiskat, the community that is having so many difficulties, and what the sense is about Justin Trudeau not doing what he said he would do, and that is make the trip to Atawapiskat. But let me play you a few clips from our Prime Minister, which may lead you to understand why significant numbers of Canadians appear ready to turn their backs on the Liberal government. Here's one of the classics where he started talking about convicted terrorists not losing their Canadian citizenship. Yes, yes. C-24, it's the bill that for me exemplifies the Conservatives' approach to politics. Because what they get to say with the Liberal Party's staunch opposition to C-24, because we absolutely and thoroughly impose it, is that, and I'll give you the quote, so you guys can jot it down and put it in a attack ad somewhere, that the, the Liberal Party believes that terrorists should get to keep their Canadian citizenship. Because I do. And I'm willing to take on anyone who disagrees with that. The Liberal Party believes the terrorists should get to keep their citizenship. Because I do. And I'd be willing to take on anybody about that. Okay, Mr. Trudeau? I'll say it again. I'm calling you out. Let's talk about this. Now, after the uh, Gerald Stanley trial and the not guilty verdict by the Saskatchewan jury, the Prime Minister got involved right away and he said this from Los Angeles. Indigenous people across this country are uh, angry, they're heartbroken, uh, and I know Indigenous and non-Indigenous Canadians alike uh, know that we have to do better. We have to do better. That's his favorite phrase. Canada has to do better, we have to do better, and what he's saying is that racism is an issue, and as I said to Ujjal Dessange last uh, weekend, the former Premier of British Columbia, he's pointing at white Canadians, Prime Minister is. He's pointing at white Canadians, and he wasn't there, so he hasn't followed that particular trial particularly closely, I would imagine. Remember, this is the man who said, I don't really know what's going on. I rely on people around me to tell me if something interesting's happened. Then uh, last weekend, we spoke with Shavan Vidge, the New Delhi journalist, a prominent Indian journalist, about Mr. Trudeau's visit to India, which has been really a problem for so many Canadians. And I asked Mr. Vidge whether Justin Trudeau had impacted negatively on Indo-Canadian relations. Here's what he said. Oh, absolutely, because until now, the uh, India and Canada diplomats were, uh, you know, quietly exchanging notes about the Indian concern on Khalistan, and the Canadian side was saying, hey, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, and the Indian side was saying, it's not freedom of speech, it's the Canadian government is giving them a free pass. But that dispute now has come out in the open. Now, 
people in India are saying the Canadian government is doing something that's against India, and I think that's really bad PR for the Canadian government in India. And it seems that Mr. Trudeau doesn't care. He cares more about his domestic vote bank. And then I asked Shivan Vij about the clothing Mr. Trudeau wore in India. Oh, they were ridiculous. I mean, as um, you know, one Indian journalist wrote on Twitter, Mr. Trudeau went from hot to not in four days. He was being too Indian, even for Indians. We do not dress like that all the time. He was uh, dressed not even for a Bollywood film, but an over-the-top Bollywood film. He was dressed as if he was attending an Indian wedding that goes on for a week. Uh, particularly the dress he was wearing when he was meeting Bollywood stars. You know, it was so body I wouldn't wear it even for my own wedding. Um, <laughs> so his dress was, his dressing was atrocious. And nobody will remember, or nobody will forget, rather, we will all remember forever Justin Trudeau writing the check or authorizing the check for $10.5 million for Omar Khadr, and then after he'd done that, saying this. We were on a track to having to spend 30 to $40 million in the coming years fighting and settling a case that we were destined to lose. How do you know that? How do you know that? Do you have a crystal ball, Mr. Trudeau? Do you? You know what the uh, old cliche is? He who lives by the crystal ball soon learns to eat ground glass. And then there was the town hall meeting where the issue of Canadian veterans was raised. Why are we still uh, fighting against certain uh, veterans groups in court? Uh, Because uh, they are asking for more than we are able to give right now. Um, they are asking for more than we... Well, no. Hang on. You're asking... You're asking for honest answers. So there you are. They're asking for more than we can give right now. Who can forget that? Oh, do we have time? Do we have time to play the People Kind clip? Go ahead. We came here today to ask you to also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation so that it can also be changed because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> All right, Mr. Trudeau, thank you so much. People kind, when we come back, we'll talk to the former chief of Attawapiskat about Mr. Trudeau's promise to visit. He hasn't been there. He made the promise two years ago. It's a four-hour trip to get to the impoverished First Nations community, but somehow slipped his mind. We'll talk to Bruce Shishish when we come back.